Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 40. Well, hello there. Y'all ready for this? So this one is going to be interesting because we get to cover a topic or a subject that I have not talked about hardly at all in Project 24, and that is kids' YouTube channels. Now, if you don't have a kids' YouTube channel, don't tune out quite yet because a lot of what I'm going to be covering here um, has applicability to other uh, channel styles, especially um, the style, which is the, the channel I'm going to be reviewing today. If you teach micro skills or you have videos that teach a skill and they have a lot of similarities in between videos. So let's talk about it. So this channel in question here, uh, actually this sprung from a, a thread in the Project 24 community called Major Channel Plateau Needs Some Fresh Eyes. What am I not seeing? Their channel is called Poppet Art, and they do a children's art video. So each video uh, thus far, the majority of the videos, have been micro how to draw a car, how to draw a flower, how to draw a, a rainbow butterfly. Um, a lot of that style of, of videos on this channel, right? And so each video ranges between one to about four minutes long. And um, each video has a single topic. It's top-down view. There is um, little talking. It's usually just uh, from the few that I watch through. Uh, it's just pop out a, a pen or a pencil or something, start drawing something, and then color it in. So it's the idea is kids follow along while I draw this thing. I'm going to show you kids how to draw this specific thing. And you can follow along while you're doing it. That's how it looks. Now, in this thread, they're talking about how uh, they, so the channel, as of recording, has about 1,800 subscribers, and the majority of those came earlier this year from a quote-unquote channel heyday, where a lot of videos took off. There was uh, several videos, uh, kind of more of a baseline of about 1,000 views per video, and several of the videos, 20 to 80,000 views. So a lot of good progress early on in this year. But then what happened was it basically dropped off to more recent baseline being about 25 views per video. Now, some point, some really good points were covered in that thread, uh, which if you want to see the discussion there, you can check it out in the Project 24 community. And I'm, it's possible I'll repeat some of the points there because just know if you provided feedback there on that thread that, and, and I say it also, I'm, I'm backing you up here. <laughs> so the, I guess the big question here is, it was doing really well. Why is it not doing really well any, anymore? Did, did my channel break? Do I need to change something? What do I need to change? I need some fresh set of eyes on this. Now, while I was thinking about this and figuring out what to say in this episode, I did a little of my own snooping here. <laughs> that included watching several of the videos from this channel, uh, the, the channel in question, and also kind of looking at a few competitors because I happen to know that um, um, there is other channels like the channel Art for Kids Hub. It's probably one of the bigger players in this space, I am guessing. It's got 6.12 million subscribers as of recording this. Uh, they have a lot of videos. They've been doing it for a while, and they have a lot of success. So oftentimes, I'll be looking at, okay, well, what are they doing different? And I get it. When we're drafting, we're not necessarily able to do exactly the same thing as them, except in this case, I think we might be able to copy a lot of what they're doing, draft a lot of what they are doing. Um, but I'm going to get to that a little bit later on. I wanted to talk a bit more on this. What's going on with the channel? So the number one thing, and this was suggested in the thread, why several videos took off, 
I, I genuinely think one of the primary reasons is seasonality. Uh, during this heyday, there was a lot of videos that were, it was springtime-ish videos, how to draw a flower, how to do, you know, th- that type of thing. And so seasonality, we have an advantage if we tap into seasonality correctly because YouTube knows interest is moving in a new direction. And so if there's seasonal videos that are fresh, that are recent, that they can then test with an audience, like how to draw a flower in springtime, then that video has a higher likelihood of spreading further because what we've done is we've tapped into this new testing bed. It's a fresh video. It's new. It's even if it doesn't have performance in the past, it's still something that's the attention on YouTube is shifting to a new direction, which seasonality could be playing into this. It's shifting to a new direction. It's springtime. Okay. And it, again, it depends on where your audience is located geographically, but if it's springtime for the majority of them and YouTube knows, Hey, it's shifting this direction and this audience is searching for more of this type of topic. I know they're watching more of this type of video, et cetera, et cetera. Then, and you make a piece of content to fit within that flow of, of interest, where the, the interest is shifting to the flow of interest, then you have an advantage. That is one factor that I think led to this heyday here. The other interesting thing, and they shared, I know I can say this because I, I, I tried to look up the, it's not working on my phone. I've, I've got my phone notes here. I tried to look up the name of the Project 24 that posted, Project 24 member that posted this. I think it was Sunshine. Sorry if I got this wrong here. Uh, but something they posted was uh, some screenshots. And so it's pretty obvious. So the, the channel is marked as made for kids, right? But the demographics that watch are parents and grandparents. You can see by the ages of the people that watch the videos. It's parents and grandparents. So it's on their account, parents and grandparents on their own account are getting on and they're sharing these videos with their kids, right? So that's another factor to take into account when we're deciding how to position videos. But I wanted to point something out here. I talk a little bit more on this Art for Kids Hub, this uh, big channel that I was drafting here. Before I go into a bit more of the solutions that I see for this, we have the heyday, then we have the drop-off. So first of all, it, it's nice to kind of reality check here for a moment. I don't often talk about, I used to care a lot more about this until I realized it didn't matter nearly as much as I thought it did, uh, but the ratio of baseline views over subscribers. Uh, so baseline views of 1,000 and you have 2,000 subscribers, that'd be a one over two, right? So that ratio, or a, a 0.5 ratio, right? Um, that ratio, I used to care a lot more about, I was saying here, but it's helpful sometimes. It, it's not, it, it's helpful sometimes to kind of fact check yourself if you feel like your channel's not doing that great, but then you, when you actually look at drafted channels and you see that your ratio compared to them is actually pretty decent. I know this is not a perfect measure, but I did run the numbers on this Art for Kids Hub, um, and their ratio is a point zero zero six five, uh, and the ratio on this Poppet Art channel, which is the one in question here, is actually higher. It's point zero one three eight. Now, I don't want you to read too much into that. It's just fact checking here and saying, look, a baseline of twenty five views for an eighteen hundred subscriber, it's it's better than what this larger channel is doing in terms of ratio. And it also reflects, um, that's all I'm going to say about ratio here because I don't want you to read too much into it. But it also, for me, the next step is I see similar viewer behavior 
but on a grander scale on this larger channel, this Art for Kids hub, with a baseline of about, what did I write down here, 45,000 views per video. Some go lower and some go dramatically higher. There's a lot of variance in that channel as well. And so it's not surprising for me to see that happening on another kids' art channel. It's not surprising at all. And so that's fairly normal behavior with how it's currently set up. And uh, I, I say that to reassure you with this variance of viewership. If we're, if I were to put an archetype on this Poppet Art channel, I, it looks like, to me, it looks like a search-focused with a fair amount of information because they're there for an answer. But the majority of behavior right now is actually a search-based archetype. What's happening with the audience is search-based. So people are searching up a video and then they, they watch it, right? And, and they show it to their kid or their grandkid. They search up how to draw a butterfly, how to draw a car, and then they turn it on for the kid and the kid draws it and then they're done. Maybe they watch another one from the, maybe they search another one or maybe they just watch one of the suggested videos from the channel, which seems to be backed up with, um, with the uh, screenshots provided in this thread here. Um, so it's interesting. So search archetype, okay. A lot of variants and views, okay. I'm going to dig deeper here and say, okay, so if the issue at hand is we've got a lot of variants and right now we're in a downtime, what can we do to change that? How can we improve it on this channel? First thing I'm going to say is, uh, and this is, it's, I'm going to, hmm, I need to, I need to, I need to add the uh, asterisk to my statements here. <laughs> uh, these are going to, I'm going to speak directly and it, it's possible that I am missing information that upon further discussion would slightly tweak or clarify these things. But based on my analysis, what I'm going to say here is things that I would strongly suggest that this channel, and if you're in a similar situation, also test or try on your channel. First one, you mentioned that you're publishing um, every day or sometimes multiple times a day. Uh, in most cases, that's not a big issue. Um, and you mentioned that's something they were looking to change, um, potentially try publishing less often in the, in the hopes that each video will get more exposure. That only applies if you have an ongoing audience. If you have people that get viewership fatigue because they're there and they want to watch all your videos, and if you start publishing too often and they don't feel like they can watch all of them and so they stop watching them, then that is a big issue. Um, for searchable content, it isn't as big of an issue. I have not seen it to be as big of an issue. Now, having said that, should you pull back to maybe publishing once a day rather than multiple times a day, I think I'm going to support that because you still want to have sufficient um, bandwidth. And where the channel is smaller, we don't have a proven track record with the algorithm of making videos that perform really well. I mean, we did in the past, but recent, recent data, we don't have that track record. And so we want to give each video a little bit of breathing room for the algorithm to do its thing and test it before you shove another one out there and say, here's a, here's a newer one, here's another one, maybe you should try this one instead. Um, so yes, I'm going to recommend you publish once a day or less on this. Next thing I'm going to say is when I watch a video, it's very well produced. The thumbnails are, are there's continuity. It feels like it's, it's well done, but it feels generic. There's almost nothing in all the videos I watched to differentiate your videos from the other videos in the same space. Now, 
if it's okay if we want to stay anonymous, we don't want to put our face on our videos. I, I get that. I get that, right? But there are a lot of, the, the big issue I have with that is what about viewer behavior? Because if you can get on the good side of the parents uh, that they like your videos, and it's not just some generic how to draw a car video on YouTube, if you can get on their good side, then they will be the ones seeking out other videos on your channel. Because if, if the behavior, we're assuming a lot of things here, but based on your screenshots, I'm guessing some, it's some educated guesses here. If the behavior is, kid says, hey, mom, I want to draw something. Mom says, okay, uh, let's look it up. You want, what do you want to draw? Oh, a car. Okay, let's look it up. Okay, this one appeared. When I search it, all right, let's just play this one. You want to draw the car. And then they forget about you entirely. They never come back to your channel ever again. It's part of the issue. It's part of the reason for all the fluctuation in a search-focused uh, archetype. It's, it's an advantage because you tap into to search, but that's part of the issue. But what would be better would be tapping into uh, the repeat viewership, including in, in addition to search viewership. So the I'm tying it back in here. The big issue I have with generic videos is anyone could make it and therefore you are not memorable. There's no reason why your channel is sticks in people's mind versus other ones. You can do it really well, and that's good, and that makes you a better video than a lot of the other ones. Uh, and by really well, I mean be easy to follow along, uh, you know, have a good lighting, that type of thing, quality-wise. You can do that, but it just feels like we need something else. We need something to make you, to differentiate, uh, to make you more memorable. So I'm, I'm going to go off of this, this earlier channel I was referencing, this Art for Kids Hub. It's the unique thing I see them doing, and there's probably a lot of other, lot of other channels that do this, but it, it's inherently more memorable is they'll have, um, I believe it's a family, and the dad will have one of his kids doing the art with him alongside him. So as they're progressing, he's showing his side, and the kid is showing the other side. And, and so we have two pieces of art happening the entire time. It's very conversational between the dad and the kid. Um, that's very unique and it's memorable, especially because you can't replicate faces. <laughs> and so the thing here is, what I'm saying here, um, it's that why I think that's working. What, here, that's what I'm saying here. Why I think that's working is because parents are able to remember the dad and the family dynamic. They're able to remember that and say, oh, wasn't there this channel where it's like a dad and his daughter doing art together? Oh, I liked that one. Let's search it up. So when they find it again, they prefer your video over all the other videos. What we need are reasons for that, for that type of behavior to be happening on this channel. Because when I look at it, what is it? It's a resource for parents and grandparents right now. We need to tap into that. We need to act like that more. Um, so one thing to do that is... Uh, make videos that kids will like to draw, you know, or uh, art projects that kids will like to draw, but also that parents will like to draw and make it memorable. I, I've already talked about this, but I'm, I'm just making sure I'm covering my bases here. Make it memorable for the parents, primarily, first. Their behavior, if you make it good for them, they remember it. And then secondary, I don't want to completely overlook making it memorable and preferable for the kids. Um, you need both of them. Um, my concern would be if we're only thinking about the kids and not the actual behavior of, look, who's finding these videos? Who's finding the videos for the kids to watch or these, these tutorials? 
it's the parents or grandparents. They're the ones. And it's based on, we literally have the data in front of us. We can see it in the demographics of the audience. So uh, thing, anything that can make it memorable and um, a pre- preference for the parents is helpful. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting space to be on. And this is why I'm, we're discussing this more, the realms of kids, YouTube for kids uh, space, because there are a lot of YouTube for kids channels that I think if you were to ask the parents whether they like it or not, they would say definitely not. It works for the kids. I get it. But it uh, is that the type of reputation that you want your content to have? <laughs> In most cases, I would think a win-win would be if the parents and the kids like the content. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just bringing it up as we're deciding what will make your channel more memorable. Now, um, using your voice, and in a lot of the videos I watched, the, the voice wasn't used, and that's okay, um, but common vo- ways to make it memorable. Showing your face, using your voice, having a common greeting for the kids, um, telling stories, and actually, I think you were in this, um, we were in, you were in a mem- a mastermind recently where we were talking about storytelling and we talked about telling a story while drawing the thing. So if an alligator is going to the beach, we're going to tell the story while we're drawing the thing. It's like, Hey, the alligator needs sunglasses. The alligator needs a towel. The alligator doesn't want to get sunburned. So he's going to put on sunscreen, whatever it is. And as we're drawing, we're telling a story as we go. It's going to require a little bit more work. It's a little bit more of a voiceover uh, or actually it would probably work best if you had a uh, while you have the top-down camera, you're drawing the thing, and then you're also talking while you're drawing the thing. Or a voiceover, you can experiment with with formats there. That's another thing. Another thing is having common framing elements, so uh, things that are memorable in the frame of your recording area. So if you have a your, your logo, <laughs> uh, and you have, uh, if you always have a banana in the frame of your of your videos or whatever it may be, those are also additional things. The other thing I see happening on other similar channels is uh, in the thumbnails, including some common elements, which you're actually doing very well already with the thumbnails, but having maybe a logo or something like that in the thumbnail, and then the rest of the thumbnail can be have a lot of variants, and you can play around with that. So memorability. Uh, the other thing is with the marketing title and thumbnail, uh, we're already really dialed in on that. There's not much I would change of what I'm seeing on this channel, Puppet Art, um, because we're targeting search, etc. And it's we have additional fun words in there like how to draw ice cream, yummy type of thing. And I think I'm seeing that working really well. All right, let's talk other things to get out of this slump here. Seasonality, we already mentioned that. Tap into seasonality and do it more. Do it more. Whatever you're currently doing, do it more. Um, because, uh, and I mean holidays, wherever the majority of your audience is, holidays, seasons, interests, uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is trends. This is an interesting space because I haven't dove into it a lot, but it's what I see other art channels doing very successfully. They, they have how to draw the Hulk, <laughs> how to draw Venom, how to draw, um, uh, I'm trying to think, um, Bell from, from Disney, right? How to draw these things. And those are a type of topic silo or interest silo, but also a trend. If a new video comes out or a new movie comes out that a lot of kids are interested in, how to draw the characters from that movie. And it's 
in my knowledge, don't quote me here, I'm not your lawyer, okay? But in my knowledge, it's just fine because you are creating, you're not selling it, you're, uh, the video, I mean, you're making money off of it, but you're making it your own. It's possible I'm wrong on this, so don't quote me on this, and this might be worth a little bit more research there, but I do see a lot of art channels doing this and doing it successfully without needing to license it. That's what I'm referring to, without needing to license it, etc. because it's original work of art, and it's um, not even trying to directly copycat the exact art style of these characters in kids' shows. Um, it's just how to draw your own version of it. That's the next thing. Uh, and then I also, I also wanted to tap into, if we want more of the evergreen things, things that both the, the parent and or the grandparent and the child would want to draw. So some of the things I've seen be successful, like the top video on the channel right now is how to draw a simple car. Um, that's good. So moving along those lines, and you're already doing a lot of that, but I'm just repeating it. And then the last thing I'm going to say, and it's just it's kind of reiterating on this point here, is videos that the parents want to see. That they, if they were to overhear their kid watching this video and drawing something, and then the kid brings in the piece of art, they would be happy about it. That is important because you're, you're giving an experience to the kid. Disney know this, knows this really well. A lot of the other um, companies that know, um, that are traditionally geared towards kids, they know that if they make the kids happy and cater and make it a good experience for the parents, then the parents will happily pay for it. They'll, they'll happily get the experience for their kids they're looking for. And so same thing here with YouTube videos. Make it a good experience for both parties, the parents and the kids, and it will be, it, it will be a, a better option across the board. All right, so that, that's it. We've got, we've got this discussion on kids' channels, and I'm anticipating further discussion in this space as we dive into it more and all the ins and outs and the unique nuances of YouTube for kids. And I'm hoping that's been helpful for you thus far. As always, um, post in the Project 24 community additional questions, clarification, and if it was helpful, we can continue, we can continue this thread there. All right, that's all I have for you today. Uh, you have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you later. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.